Welcome to Taboo and Turn On. I'm your host, Natalie Bartanian, and this is a podcast where we have real talk about real things, where we shed light on taboo topics and explore what it truly means to live a turned on life. I'm so glad you've joined, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Music by bensound.com. so excited today because I have a dear friend and colleague and co kind of facilitator staffer in these amazing core workshops that I've been doing and her name is Jennifer Underwood but because we're frenzies I'm going to call her Jen but you can call her Jennifer. Um, Jennifer Underwood and she is a writer, she's a speaker, she's a coach and The reason I'm bringing her on today is because we've talked at length about this idea of being a mom, but that that's not enough, that there is life outside of motherhood. And in some ways, she is someone I see as an active seeker of a full life and what that looks like, what that means. But it is, interestingly enough, a topic that isn't spoken about usually. So because of that, I wanted to bring Jen on so that we can really get in there. So hi, Jen. Thanks for wanting to talk about this. Hey, Natalie. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So I know you and I have talked about this at length, but I don't, I mean, have you talked about this in a public setting at all? I have a little bit. Um, I've touched on it on a couple of blog posts, and um, it's something that always feels scary um, and definitely taboo um, and really vulnerable to talk about publicly publicly because I feel like um, most moms aren't open to the idea that um, they're anything but a mom. So for me to kind of publicly talk about how I feel like being a mom isn't enough and isn't my sole identity um, is always a little bit scary. Why do you think it feels taboo for you? I think that there is like this societal um, story that like once you become a mom, that's like you're beyond and all like your kids are the light of your life. They're the best thing you've ever done. Um, they're like everything that fills you up. You know, all a woman should really need. Um, definitely the only thing a woman should really concentrate on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like your your most important job. You hear that a lot. Like it's the most important job I could ever have being a mom. Um, And all of that is true in some ways. And for me, it's like a, like, piece of a pie. And there's this whole other part of me um, that I still really want to and need to express that has nothing to do with being a mom. Yeah, and I can see how if someone believes that that is the the most important thing they can be doing in this lifetime. If someone comes to them saying, actually, 
there's a lot of important things to be doing in this lifetime. I can see how that would be such an affront. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of women gave up their, like, like whatever dreams that they had to be a mom. Um, and there's like a general feeling of like, it's either or, um, you know, either, you either get to have the kids or you get to like go try and have the big career or change the world. But like to do both is selfish. Ah, interesting. (laughs) Interesting. So for me to do the things that I want and love as well as raise a child is selfish. Yeah, because you're taking away from all the time that you should be spending concentrating on that child. Oh, the shoulds. Oh, my God. Okay, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this devotion. It's like you're either devoted to your child and your motherhood or you're devoted to your purpose and your path and the things that make you personally happy. Yeah. I don't see a lot of room these days for both. Mm. Um, I think even, even women who try to do both, there's a lot of judgment on that. Um, or like there's a certain feeling of like needing to explain it away. Like, well, you know, I wish I didn't have to work <laughs> type of thing. Um, uh, but and I'm always like, no, I mean, even I, even if I didn't have to work, I'd be desperate to get out of the house. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, no. like, right. I could be the richest person in, in the world and I would still be like, find something for me to do. Like, get me away from this things. child 24 seven. I need yeah. my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need me time. And not just like me time, like going to the spa, but like, like me time actually like doing, I don't know, important things in the world, like having a complete and total identity outside of anything having to do with being a mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why do you feel like that's important to you? Um, I think that I, for me, I had so many things I wanted to accomplish in life. And, um, I became a mom pretty young, 24. And, uh, and when that happened, there was a certain feeling of like, maybe all of that is gone. Um, and, and I remember really distinctly, um, around two or three, thinking like, I just, maybe I just was not meant to be a mom. Like, this is not filling me up the way that people talk about motherhood. Like, this is not making me happy in a lot of ways. Um, and, and it wasn't until I gave myself permission for that not to be my everything that that started to change. So it's a really important for me, I think because I'm miserable otherwise, <laughs> um, like I have to hold that like pieces of me um, that are a car- core part of my being as important and give them space and time so that I can be a good mom. Mm-hmm. 
Well, even so when you were talking about the thing around this assumption that, you know, being a mom make is supposed to make you happy and, and fill something, I guess. And when it doesn't, there's this huge disconnect around that and disorientation around that. Like, wait a second. Right. I mean, that's the story, right? Like, you have a baby, you, you know, you've realized that this is like your highest calling ever as a woman. And then, you know, there are definitely bad times. And, uh, you know, like it can be stressful. Like the story definitely doesn't, leaves a lot of room for stress and but but like it's the best thing you've ever done and it and it ultimately like it's the most fulfilling thing that you can do um and that really wasn't the case for me um it it didn't feel like that but it didn't feel like that because I thought I had to give up everything else and so instead of feeling fulfilled I just felt kind of smothered yeah and I can even see the part that feels like you can't even speak to that the part that feels smothered the part that feels kind of miserable the part that feels um unhappy right I mean you get together with a group of moms and no one's really like wow, maybe I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come on, you guys, real talk, real talk, someone, please. Do, do y'all ever have those days? Like, you're like, no, oh, should have chose different. Like, really wish I would have run off to Greece. Like, no, like nobody says that. Like, you know, like there's no room to even like have that conversation. Wow. Yeah. Which I can see how would be really then isolating and kind of make it worse. Right. Totally. So if no one's talking about it, then you clearly are the only one who feels that way. So um, if everyone's just like going with this, these all these things that we're supposed to say, best thing I've ever done. God, I'm so fulfilled. It's hard sometimes, but I would never, ever, ever undo it. Like being the mom is, you know, most important thing I could ever do in my life. Like the person sitting there being like, wow, really? I'm miserable. Like feels like they're the only person who's feeling that way. Yeah. I'm probably like a shitty fucking mom. Like right. what is wrong with me to even think that? Yeah. Extra feeling like, wow, I really shouldn't have done this. Because apparently, nobody else feels this way. And I don't think that's true. I think that a lot of women feel this way. (laughs) Um, I think that there are definitely some women who, like, their highest calling and their highest purpose, like, is to be a mother. Agreed. 100% I believe that. Yes. I also believe that it's a really small percentage of women I don't think it's common, but I feel like most women don't feel like they have the space to um, express or act on these feelings of like, no, like I can be a mom and also this is not my highest calling. It's a 
part of my life and a thing I do. And it's like one tenth of who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I do think of the mommies I know that just love being a mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all just like keep popping them out then. Because, you know, you love it. You like please procreate you know (laughs) like my best friend is one of those people I just yeah you know it's it's great and and not that she doesn't have her like days and um that she's tired and things like that obviously you know it's like a job like anything else but for the most part I'm like she's one of those people that was just like made to be a mommy you know and um for the other women I mean I guess I think about just how it must have been more in communal tribe-like settings where everyone is helping raise the kids, right? So when you have those times where you're like, I need a fucking break, you know, like you step away, you're not in there just being like, oh God, I just really don't want to be doing this right now. You know, like it's a shared load, (laughs) you know? And so Mm -hmm. you have kind of space. It's, It's alternating responsibilities and energies and you can have the things outside of it too, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just, and we don't have that these days. So it's being really, it's like, like being a mom is generally very, um, isolative, like, um, and, and it feels like you have to shoulder all of the burden yourself unless you create the tribe. Right. So, which is what I've done, um, is like, I created my own tribe, my own community, um, so that they can take the, take the child from my hands and help (laughs) and, and help raise her. And I can go off and do other things, but like, it's just not common these days. And even in that, there's a lot of judgment and shame around not doing it on your own and needing help or what part is you think shameful? I think the idea that I, like I, for example, I travel a lot without my daughter. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that's something I do very publicly. Um, whether I'm traveling for work, um, mostly for work though, sometimes also for pleasure. Um, and, um, and everyone's like, where is your kid? <laughs> like, who is taking care of her? <laughs> like, you are like you forgot about her or something? <laughs> like, I locked her in a closet. It's okay. I put food. <laughs> it's like, fine, you guys. Like, but like seriously. Wow, yeah. It's just like, it's a feeling of like, what, like, how, you know, like, how, how do you get so much time away? And also like. I think there's also a feeling of like, who are you putting this burden on? Right. Oh yeah. Offloading your responsibilities, Jen, on someone else. (laughs) Yes. Like, like, like to me, she's a gift, but to everyone else, she's a burden. And if if I'm not there taking care of her, then I'm just offloading my responsibilities and not fulfilling my sole purpose and most important job in the world. Wow. I just saw the twistedness of that, of how it shouldn't be a burden to you and be a gift to other people. It's only a gift to you and a burden to everyone else. 
Right. But it means that, that, like, if you think about it, isn't that how most people look at it? Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, if you were taking my kid for a couple of days, that's a big, huge favor. Oh, my God. That's, like, the biggest thing I can ask of anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why? If she's such a gift, why isn't she a gift to everyone else? <laughs> like, and when, when I treat it like that, like, everyone's shocked. Mm-hmm. and blown away mm-hmm. um, that I don't think that it's a burden mm-hmm. to have other people help raise my child. Wow, yeah. I never saw it like that. I'm so glad you're bringing that up because, again, there are so many places that we're talking about where it's such a perspective shift and it's literally the way you see it and believe it to be. And is that right. true? And because you've heard that your whole life by society, by your family, by your religion, by who the hell knows who else, you know, and it just becomes your truth. Yeah, absolutely. And then if that's your truth, there's no escaping it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if your truth is your child should be a gift to you, but it's too much to ask of anyone else to step in and help. For more than a couple hours, or if you're not paying them, right? Or yeah. especially if they're not family. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. another big one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right. Like, there is, even though it's still kind of a burden, but at least it's family, and they kind of have somewhat of a, like, they should be taken care of. Like, your mom, like, the grandma, right. or the like auntie. Like, grandparents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. And then, and then I think in particular, this really affects people, women who don't have family close to them, right? Or family who, who is willing to do that. I hear that actually quite a lot as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then they're like, well, I mean, you know, I don't have any family near me. Um, And they, there's just like, there isn't even space for that idea of, okay, well, you know, what about? you know, all of your friends, what about, um, you know, like, what about creating a community? Because it feels like, well, how could I even ask them to do that? Like, what does that say about me uh, needing that space? Um, what does it say about me needing help? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, how, how can I possibly ask people to shoulder that much responsibility for me. Wow. I'm just really getting the gravity of the shame and the taboo here and the way, of course, there's no turn on around it. You know, of course, like there isn't a way to, actually enjoy the parts that are beautiful and light, right? Because there's all these other parts that in some ways are kind of pulling at the psyche and pulling at your heart and kind of keeping you like small and in the shadows. So even the times that you, like you said, because it is joyful, it still is a beautiful thing, motherhood. But when there's all this other shit that's kind of muddying the waters with it, how can we truly enjoy that and really kind of reach our highest bliss around it? 
Right. I mean, I think that that is, um, like, that's the really interesting edge is that, you know, for me, I had to stop being a mother all the time in order to enjoy motherhood. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to in fi- like and to find the turn on in that, like to yeah. find the like, wow, you know, if I don't have to do this twenty four seven, then when I am here, I am present with it, and yeah. I do love it, right. and it is one of the best like things that I do, and um, and and it's just this amazing gift, um that I wasn't ever able to see or appreciate until I gave up a lot of the taboo aspects and a lot of the shoulds mm-hmm. um, and really leaned on, you know, started leaning on my community and stopped saying things like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't ever do any of this because... Like, I'm a mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And finding ways to make sure, no, I can. If I, you know, if I want to do something, I can find a way to make that work. Um, I can find balance in that. Um, I can, you know, run off to Italy. um, And have an amazing love affair. (laughs) And have an amazing love affair um, for 10 days. And and not miss my daughter at all during it, <laughs> like, um, you know, unapologetically too, right? Right. Like like unapologetically, not even pretending otherwise. I don't know how many times I see couples these days, like they're like day two of the first vacation they've had in like three years, right? And and like the woman's posting on Facebook, like so nice to be here in paradise, like kind of missing my babies and I'm like no you're not come on let's be real like (laughs) no you're not you just feel like you have to say that but like like what like or you have to miss them yeah or you have to miss them Mm -hmm. but like it's okay not to yeah it's okay to be a person outside of being a mom Mm-hmm. let go of the control and like fully shift that into someone else's realm and take a break that's some permission given right there my dear which i'm sure causes kickback i'm curious if you've had conversations with mommy friends that feel differently or just a hard time connecting um, in this place with other moms? Yeah, I um, had an interesting conversation recently with um, a mom friend of mine who uh, we were talking about how most of my, I, I think I said something about most of my girlfriends don't have kids. Um, and she seemed kind of confronted by that. And, and she said, wait, like, what, what do you mean? She said, don't you want to be, don't you want to be friends with people who are, who are like in the same place you are in life? And I said, yeah, and that's why I'm not friends with most mom friends. <laughs> like, oh. like, that's why most of my friends aren't moms. Like, cause I, like, I, I have found 
that this this idea is so taboo that like it kind of ostracizes me from most women who have kids. Um, and the few women I do know who have kids, we have this conversation um, where, you know, it feels really good to be able to sit around and be like, nope, we're not talking about our kids right now. Um, like, we're going to talk about everything else besides our kids because that is not the only thing going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Do you think in these cases, because I, I struggle with this a little bit too, around kind of finding your pack and your tribe, right? And getting the people that see the world the same way as you and have the same belief system and values and and just pretty much wanting to only kind of be with them versus being with people that have other kind of, again, values and worldviews and all of that kind of, is there a space for that convergence or is it one of those things where, I don't know, it just, it is what it is. And those kind of mommies, I'm going to completely generalize, right? Like those kind of mommies that feel like, um, like for them, it's the highest purpose are just going to hang out with other mommies who feel that way. And those that don't, won't. Or is there room for kind of togetherness here? It's so interesting. I think for me, um, there is like, there is, there's certainly room to be friends with, um, for like people who think that motherhood is the highest calling. Um, I think that uh, what I probably don't have room for is for for um, for just anyone who who judges me for not feeling that way. Um, oh, okay. And because it's like it's been such a hard fought battle to get here, um, that. I have a, like I have a hard time with that, but there's also um, I think for me it really comes down to like oftentimes it's a, just such a huge lifestyle difference um, of like what are you know what are our core values and like what is life like um, that there's this big disconnect um, that often causes like an inability to stay really deep with someone who feels um, differently than me in this aspect because it is so pervasive, I think. Um, and I don't know. It's that's a really that's a that's a really interesting question. Yeah, because I wonder how much of it is in these situations the fact that you know, we haven't been exposed to something else. And so again, we're kind of limited in our scope, world scope, and not to say that what you're doing is wrong, but that there are other ways and to actually take right or wrong off the table and really come to the, come to the space and say, 
I know you're in a different place and I respect you and love you and understand you. And I like want the same, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the most important thing about this whole topic is to take right and wrong off the table because there is no one right and there's no one wrong. Um, I think the most important thing that I would want for any, anybody like at all period, um, but particularly around this topic is to just figure out like what's right for you, um, and what's wrong for you. And then, um, and then I think like once there's a groundedness in that, there's definitely more, you know, there's more room. Like I have space for, for everyone's experiences. I think I oftentimes uh, worry that people, um, like mothers, um, a lot of mothers just don't have space for my particular, uh, my particular experience, um, with motherhood. Yeah. Wow. This is such a rich conversation. Thank you so much for being willing to share your, your kind of journey, your thoughts, your beliefs, your also just vision for what's possible, right. Around having a very full life. Um, that includes motherhood, but isn't at the sole um, kind of role of motherhood. So yeah, it's just it's been very eye-opening. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. for sharing and being willing. I can I can tell how vulnerable this must be to share like this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. I think this is such an important topic. I um. I know a lot of my friends have reflected to me that like they feel like um, knowing that there's a space where they don't have to lose themselves and they can be a mother um, through watching my journey like has Mm -hmm. been inspiring them to really consider parenthood in a way that they had not before because they didn't feel like there was that space and um Oh my gosh, so true. Like this place where because it feels like such an either or how many awesome parent awesome would be parents are not having kids because they don't see that possibility. Right. I like I would love to see a generation of kids who were raised by people who are like, yeah, parenthood is part of my journey. <laughs> you know, right. particularly women, particularly young girls, right? Cuz yeah. let's be real dads already feel that way for the most part (laughs) um totally right yeah so let's not even get started on that track people right (laughs) right like men men already get to do this right so like i want a generation of women raised of like i can raise kids to be amazing and i can have my own life and be amazing too amen sister amen i'm gonna hold that vision with you and um so if folks wanted to find out more about you, your writing, your speaking, your coaching services, um, how can they find you? And obviously it will be in the show notes, but just giving a kind of shout out to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, go to my website, which is jenniferlunderwood.com um, or um, find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. This was the best. And I have a feeling this will not be our only conversation on here. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Natalie. Oh, I love you so much, honey. I love you too. 
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Taboo and Turn On. Seriously, your listenership means the world to me. This is definitely a passion project for me, so I appreciate those of you who have been sharing about it, listening to it, suggesting episodes for me to do, or even questions that I can answer on air during my solo episodes. Thank you again. And we actually did have Jen on a previous episode on the podcast. We just happened to switch the order of recording the conversation. So thank you for also welcoming Jen back on the podcast. Last but not least, I would love to stay in touch with you and have you in the know as to when podcasts air and or different tools and tips and tricks that I have around living and turned on life that I can share with you and that I only do on my newsletter. So if you sign up at thisturnedonlife.com, I also have some goodies. I like giving gifts, so make sure to head over there and put your name on the mailing list. And until next time.